This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Awesome two hours still to come and an awesome two hours in the books. We told you about Travis Kelsey, uncertain to play on Thursday night with his hyperextended knee. Our breakdown of the Chiefs and the Lions in a word. Awesome. How about day one of Lochmas, courtesy of Santa Barkley, a.k.a. Ken Barkley, a.k.a. Lockie Lockerson. Day one of Lochmas, talking Florida State, talking Colorado, talking games coming up this weekend to the great sport of college football. You know what that was? Awesome. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports talking all the games this weekend, telling us who's going to start a quarterback for Arizona. If Nick Bosa will be on the field for San Francisco, in a word. Awesome. And Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. How about Baldy laying it all on us, including the Eagles and the Patriots on Sunday in Foxborough? Baldy in a word. Awesome. And then we broke down the Falcons and the Panthers and the Ravens and the Texans and P squared, B squared to wrap up our number two. And in a word, simply magnificent. And over the course of the next two hours of the show, we're going to talk week one in the NFL. Because, you know, it, it's almost here. It's two days away. P squared, B squared for the first time this season continues right now as we now move, Ken, to the battle for Ohio. Out of, out of all the battles, I feel like this is one of the best ones. All the battles in sports. Battle for Ohio is pretty mm. decent, right? With the, uh, with the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, point spread certainly tells you. Joe Burrow very likely to play in this game for Cincinnati, you know, given that it was two and a half when Burrow got hurt with the calf. And now the numbers, the numbers sitting at two and a half. I find it funny. People are like, oh, well, is Joe Burrow going to play? It's like, yeah, I think so. Uh, since he's a two and a half point road favor, total here is 47 and a half. The big piece of injury news here is not Burrow. The expectation is Burrow is obviously going to play. It's Cleveland Browns star cornerback Denzel Ward. Now we're early enough in the week where you we don't even have an injury report yet. This is a Sunday game, right? First injury reports will be out on Wednesday while Ken and I are flying to Vegas. So it's possible Denzel Ward clears protocol today. He can clear on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and still play in the game. But obviously a little problematic, right? That he's currently in concussion protocol when he's expected to be the guy that would shadow or at least play a lot against Cincinnati star receiver Jamar Chase and also they've got T Higgins who's pretty good as well in that wide receiving group catching passes from Joe Burrow so Ken Bengals two and a half point road favorites at Deshaun Watson and the Browns total 47 and a half pen pencil blood or blank for this AFC North hashtag tilt as they hashtag for new pleasantries oh man hashtag tilt and hashtag renew pleasantries that sounds great uh I think uh the thing I'd be the most confident in is as 
as Burrow nears, like, he's going to play in the game. And if Denzel Ward is likely to miss, or becomes likely to miss in the later part of this week, I think if you like Cleveland in this game, if you're like, man, I, Brown's, you know, recent history against Joe Burrow has been outstanding. I, there's there's no counter argument for that. It's been great. And same coaching staffs on both sides, Zach Taylor, Kevin Stefanski. Browns have really had Joe Burrow's number historically. If you like them in the game, maybe you like that trend or you just like them for that reason. You think they're going to outperform expectation with Deshaun this year. He's going to get back to a high level of play. If you like all those things, you lose nothing by waiting. Like, don't bet plus two and a half is my advice. Like, that's my advice. Like, what, what do I mean when I say you lose nothing by waiting? Let's say the point spread drops to two. You have basically lost nothing. Yes, the game is going to land two sometimes. Not very often, but it's going to happen. Uh, but you haven't really lost anything of value. And by waiting, there is at least a chance that if Joe Burrow is announced as the starter, combined with Denzel Ward injury uncertainty, maybe, just maybe, you end up with some kind of really like 3 minus 15, 3 minus 20 on Cleveland, and you can register your opinion getting like an insanely better number than what you could get right now. So a lot of times when a team's two and a half, and it seems more likely it goes two and a half to three than down, my advice is always going to be the same. Like if you do like that team, and there are plenty of reasons to like Cleveland, especially at three in this game, like how about the fact that we haven't seen Joe Burrow at all? Like, at all. And in week one, he's just going to go on the road and it's going to be awesome. Seems kind of unlikely, right? Um, seems like it's something that could at least possibly go wrong. If you like Cleveland, please wait. Uh, if you like Cincinnati, so, like, what do I like in the game? At two and a half, nothing. Uh, if you like Cincinnati, probably, I have to believe the time to bet this is right now for the exact same reason. Like, I, I just, until we get injury reports, our best guess is just, like, Burrow's going to play, Denzel Ward's in doubt. And that's going to make Cincinnati be favored by a little more and Cleveland be favored by, or Cleveland be a dog of a little more. So uh, if you like Cleveland, try to wait for the three and then you get something more valuable. If you like Cincinnati, I think I would bet it early. And again, like if it drops on you, you haven't really lost anything. This sounds like it'll be a blank for you, Ken, like a no bet. And I think, I think it, so. It, if I bet the game, if I bet yeah. the game, this is like a, it's a, what we call like a, from newer listeners and viewers of the show, it's called like a bet your opinion game. And it's basically, and I, I don't know, I, listen, you're right about Burrow. Maybe he shows up and like, then he looks rusty. Uh, we saw that last, last year, week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it feels like my opinion or anyone's opinion is like, what does Sean Watson do? You think is he, is he Texans to Sean Watson? I think Ken's got some stuff going on in his house right now. We've got tex Texans to Somebody Sean dropped Watson. a knife upstairs, like a large <laughs> like piece of silverware, stars. and it banged on the floor. And it's right above me, and it was really funny because my, my wife's making dinner right now. It's really funny. Uh, so is he going to be Texans to Sean Watson, or is he going to be the Deshaun Watson that we saw last year when he was like a bottom, bottom half of the league quarterback in Cleveland? And I think no one really knows, so it's going to be like, hey, like my opinion is this. My opinion is the Browns offense is going to continue to sputter. Reports about him not meshing in this Stefanski offense or your opinion is Watson's so good that it's not going to matter. And like another like a uh, year removed from like missing, missing a year. And, and then you like the Browns in this game. So for me, a lean for me towards Cincinnati at the current number. But Ken, I think I'm with you here that this is going to be a pass for me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, bet your opinion too is like you're, you're, you're bypassing the part where you think the number is going to improve in your favor. And that's why you're making a bet. You're just kind of doing the, here's what I like in the game. And, uh, and to be fair, like, Again, like I, I try to figure out how, okay, how is this exact game? Here's like your exercise. I don't know where to do this, so we'll do it right now. Here's like your exercise for week one when you look at the board. By now, 
basically the the point spreads are going to be probably pretty close to the the right numbers in the games until we get injury news and the injury news will make things kind of go out of whack again but for now with like the information that we have most of these numbers are just going to be what they are we've had like five months for these to kind of find their their true values or whatever and so your your question in this game is like all right these are probably as best we can these are as best guesses as we can have about the the difference between these teams almost over the course of this season. What is unique about these games specifically? When they're taking place, who's playing in them, how teams tend to play in week one, something that could impact like the first week. So like obviously like Kelsey would be a really obvious answer for the Chiefs, right? Like, well, here's how this game is going to be different than the rest of the season. He's not going to play. And then in the other games, he is going to play. So that's how this spread is going to be different than if the spread was in week seven or week eight or whatever. And it's worth noting, like, all right, how is Bengals-Browns going to be different? Maybe Denzel Ward is an answer to that question. That's pretty good. But, like, a pretty obvious answer to that question is this might be one of the worst games Joe Burrow plays the entire year. Because last year against the Steelers, that was one of the worst games Joe Burrow, or at least the Bengals played the entire season, got really rolling in the second half of the season. Okay, like, you could make that argument. Like, that's, I I, I think, like, we're sort of, like, both leaning in this game at the current market, definitely for me. I'd be on the other side if I had to bet the game, just for that reason. How is this game going to be different than if they played in week six? Because Burrow's probably going to play worse than he would play in week six. I think it's like my would be my answer to that question. If the number hits Browns plus three, minus 110 at any point this week, or even like you said, maybe 15 or 20, are you going to bet Cleveland at that number? Probably. Okay, so there you have it. Absolutely. So not, not a blank. I guess that, that would be a pencil on the Browns well, here, a, a number a, that doesn't exist a, at the pencil. moment. Pencil with a number that doesn't exist. Was like, But like, I, I don't... Do you think this number is going to go to three? Uh... It depends on if Ward plays or not. I think that could definitely get it there. I think there's going to be organic interest in the Bengals, would be my sense. I'm not saying it's right or I kind not. of agree. I don't know if it gets us to three, though. It might just get us to, like, two and a half, fifteen. Or, like, a little bit more than what we've had. It's just such a big move to get to three. So, like, I, I say that. It's like, oh, Ken likes the Browns plus three. But, like, I mean, I could say I like the Browns plus 20. doesn't mean that, like, the market's ever going to materialize where I get to make the bet. But, yeah, three is my my notes on this game. I thought a lot about more about each game in preparation for this show, this week, betting, etc. Is just, uh, yeah, three is, like, when I'd start thinking about betting the game, and it would be to bet Cleveland. And for our newer listeners and viewers who, like, heard me kind of give, like, my opinion there as to why I like Cincinnati, like, op opinions are great. Also, like, I don't know if, like, opinions are, like, the way, like, you're going to win long-term betting in the NFL. Like, we all watch the games. Yeah. We all have opinions yeah. on what's going to happen. Like, the point spread analysis is really good there. My opinion is I like Cincinnati in the game. But, like, what if Deshaun Watson shows up and looks like he looked in Houston? Like, it's certainly possible that, that that's going to be the case. And then, like, I'm probably up against it. So, no bet for me yet. Lean towards Cincinnati at the current number. Three, you know, I don't know, maybe Ken could talk me into the Browns at some point this week. Maybe when we're in Las Vegas after a couple cocktails. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Terrific football Tuesday, P-squared, B-squared, week one in the NFL. Can we move from the AFC North to the AFC South for the Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts, where a lot of one-way interest on this game, and uh, you did a great job detailing why last week. Basically, like, look at any of the news that's emanated from both of these teams. Of course, the Jaguars keep getting bet. At BetMGM, the number sits right now, Ken. Jaguars, a five-point road favorite in, at Indianapolis. The total here is 45 with the Colts running backs looking like Deion Jackson and Brett's son, Evan Hall. Uh, they're not really related. Uh, your thoughts here, please. Jaguars minus five, total 45 on the road in Indy. The debut, not only of Colts rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson, but rookie head coach Shane Steichen. 
Yeah, this is a really, really interesting game because of all the movement that we've had in the offseason. We're going to do some games where it's like, man, it feels like we're talking about the same. I mean, Packers-Bears is a fascinating game. Man, what a not fascinating point spread. I mean, sub three either way the entire offseason is the same conversation over and over again. And it's interesting, but it's kind of just as interesting as it was on like September or on a, like August 1st or on like, you know, July 1st or something. This game, totally different conversation. Opens three and a half Jacksonville. Uh, we have all this kind of like off-field news, on-field news with Jonathan Taylor. Nick kind of told you all the things like Indianapolis, a lot of things going wrong. Therefore, number gets pushed toward Jacksonville. Now four and a half, five on the road. Um, thinking about this game kind of more deeply in the last 48 hours. Uh, there's only one side I will be betting in this game and I will make the bet and it will be on the Colts. And I may actually bet them to win the game also. Uh, I also may bet the over in the game. I haven't quite decided yet. This is like pretty straightforward for me. Um, the things that are pushing Nick is giving me a double thumbs up off camera, which is really funny because I guess maybe we both settled on Indianapolis separately. Uh, I, the, the reason to wait is just why are we going to stop going in the direction we've been going the entire time, at least until like Friday or Saturday. We'll talk about it a little bit more on Friday. Um, can't get to this number, even with the information we have, can absolutely get to the Jags as favored, can absolutely get the field goal, maybe a little more than a field goal on the road. Um, something that I think works in Indianapolis' favor in this game uh, that maybe people aren't taking into account. Again, how can this game be different than if it was played in week six or week eight or week 10 or whatever? Uh, the Jags have an absolutely atrocious defense that maybe will get better or maybe will be really bad again. And now you're asking that atrocious defense to prepare for what? What is this going to be? Anthony Richardson and Shane Steich, what's what tape are we watching? <laughs> what how are so a, a really bad defense has a really unenviable task? I think and, and in a game where the Colts get to play the game at home, where the rookie quarterback gets to play at home with like a legit home field advantage, man, in week one, that feels like that could actually be really troublesome for Jacksonville, who I think is gonna be able to score against basically everybody. I don't think that's gonna be the issue. Uh, but just like I, I think the thing, the key for me in this game, and the Colts are gonna be able to score. If the Colts can score, then like the overs way in play here and the Colts being really competitive is in play. So it's just a play against Jacksonville's defense, preventing them from winning this game by margin. Uh, Colts haven't bet it yet. Absolutely going to bet it and uh, might bet them to win the game also. Uh, I would encourage people to check out um, Albert Breer, longtime NFL insider who works for our friends at Sports Illustrated now, has a great column that I read. I don't know if he posted it today or yesterday, but um, basically about like how Shane Steichen is building this Indianapolis Colts offense. And we've alluded to this over like the last couple of weeks on the show. So it's not like this is breaking news or anything, but Steichen has literally like created an offense like like a like a like a. Uh, like Island of Dr. Moreau type offense here, like this, like uh, the Dr. Frankenstein style offense, like created from like uh, all these mismatched parts, right? It's basically going to be Anthony Richardson run game is going to be the centerpiece of this offense. And we don't know like how much Deion Jackson we're going to see, how much Evan Hull we're going to see, how much they're even going to throw the ball. And when they do throw the ball, is it going to be down the field to Alec Pierce? Is it going to be Josh Downs? Is it going to be Michael Pittman? Like, I don't think any of us know, but I think it's really going to take the Jaguars by surprise a little bit, Ken. And you mentioned like week one, right? What are we going to see from the Jaguars and the Jaguars defense here. I'd argue that week one is the worst week to play this Indianapolis Colts offense because we're, no one has seen it yet. And maybe like by week eight, like people, or maybe even by like week three, you know, defensive coordinators will say, okay, like we'll just do this and we'll stop your offense. Like that's beyond my pay grade, right? Um, but I think right. in week one, I think it gets us over the total for sure. And I'm with, like, I, I don't know how you lay this many points with the Jaguars. Uh, I think I'll bet the Colts on to win the game. Also, I think I'll, I'll play into the volatility here. And I, I know like we, like the running joke is like, we are not great at totals. Uh, this is my favorite total bet of the week. I think I said it a couple of times <laughs> off air today. Also. Yeah. <laughs> favorite total <laughs> like, bet. 
That's but dangerous. Like, yeah. But like, am, am I, I, I don't, I mean, it could be three nothing final score. I, I really like it right now. As of now at 45, I like this over a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'd i say I feel more confident in the Colts keeping the game close than the game going over, but I do like both. And uh, and yeah, I think it just comes down to, like, if they played this game in week seven, what is like the, the number one thing aside from injuries that will be different? You'll have six weeks of tape on Anthony Richardson and what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> so like, and I got zero tapes. And uh, and I think that's big. Just, uh, just Jack, statistically, to put that in perspective, their defense last year, 26th in DVOA defensively, uh, football outsiders metric. That's now somebody else's metric because they had some stuff go on there. Uh, like like Indy in the game to, to at least keep it close. Um, now that it's at this number at four and a half, five, I'm waiting to see if it gets even better. But either of those numbers, I think, would be fine for me. Well, in classic Nick and Ken fashion, we find ourselves a little behind here in our breakdown of the National Football League with P squared, B squared. On the other side, we'll try to, we'll try to like three games in a segment. What a novel concept. I'll be quick on the Vikings and Bucks, as everyone knows my bet on the game. We'll find out what Ken's got with Minnesota and Tampa. We'll also talk New Orleans and Tennessee. And how about a barn burner in the Steel City with the Niners and the Steelers?